Welcome back to Gospel Adorned. I'm Brianna. And I'm Gabriella. And today's topic is going to be about modesty. And I know this is kind of a daunting topic for some mm-hmm. people and you're like, ugh, modesty again. Like <laughs> all these women want to talk about modesty and mm-hmm. hopefully we can shed a new light on modesty and what it is yeah. and kind of take away the negative right. connotation that has been formed around modesty. Uh, so we're going to go into what modesty is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to get into a little bit of modesty in regards to the way that we dress and uh, we're probably going to split this into two episodes because we do have a lot to say about this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next episode will give more uh, about dress and appearance and whatnot, like speech, behavior, all of that. Mm-hmm. And some practical talking points too. Yeah, some <laughs> some practical ways that you can uh, mm-hmm. uh, bring modest, like be more modest and right. without being one extreme or the other yeah so this will be more of like an introduction to modesty right um so being modest it is about choosing morally appropriate behavior by making decisions designed to deflect unhealthy attention from ourselves and be respectful of ourselves and others thinking about those around you and you know how they're perceiving you so it's about your appearance speech, behavior, and influence. And modesty reflects the most current status of our hearts. Philippians 2.5 reminds us that your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And 1 Corinthians 10.31 encourages, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So that's our intent with this topic um how can we glorify god more i feel like no one has passed this subject like everyone you know can hopefully take away something from this um christians should take great care to reflect modesty because we are not of this world romans 12 2 says do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so again, we are not to conform. Um, We are to stand out for Christ and be set apart, as we'll talk about. We are not of this world. And so because of our convictions, we're going to show modesty in the choices of our clothing, in our spending, food, um, the way we present ourselves, um, exercise and all these things that can bounce off of that. And some of these choices are a proper reflection of the life that we're called to live. Right. Uh, and modesty, modesty is the offspring of humility and humility is evaluating ourselves property with sober judgment. And that's in Romans 12, three, uh, like Gab said, wherever you're at, I'm sure you can take something from this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can all be a little bit more modest and in mm-hmm. some part of our life, mm-hmm. whether you've already uh, been convicted when it comes to the way that you dress, maybe uh, there's some other aspects of your life where you think, uh, you know, I could be a little bit more modest in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and modesty, is it's just a respectable manner of adorning your body and mm-hmm. carrying 
uh, in the way you carry yourself. Um, and it's born out of a freedom from a worldly definition of beauty and worth mm-hmm. and motivated by a hatred of sin and a desire to draw attention to God and modesty. It's not just about the way that we dress. They feel like society, mm-hmm. you know, when they talk about modesty, they kind of s- turn it to be this like prude, awful, you know, mm-hmm. thing. Like you have to cover every inch of your body and, you know, it's not just the way that we dress though, It, but that is a part of it. Uh, it is, you know, we, we should be pointing to God through our actions, our speech, our appearance, through everything, not pointing to ourselves and not drawing attention to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, there's any aspect of your life that you may feel conviction on when it comes to modesty, just ask yourself, is what I am doing pointing to Christ or is it pointing to myself? Mm -hmm. And does this glorify God? Whether it's posting on social media. Yeah. I think that's a really big one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like what are my motives? Right. What are your motives? Are you trying to just draw attention to yourself Mm -hmm. and get people to look at you or Mm -hmm. Are you wanting people to look at Christ through you? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, a good, like, self-check and evaluation. Yeah. So what modesty is not? Mm-hmm. Uh, so God didn't create modesty as a rule. Like, he didn't say, these are the rules, and, you know, you have to wear these clothes and all of these things. And mm-hmm. he created it more of a guide to remind and redirect our focus back to him and like i said before our enemy uses the concept of modesty deceptively to make us think that following christ is all about these rigid rules Mm -hmm. uh and all these religious rules like do's and don'ts yeah do's and don'ts like hard lines in the sand right and there is definitely room for that yeah right there is clear things in scripture yeah and i think Everybody has their own convictions when it comes to modesty. Yeah. And some people may feel, okay, I can't wear. I actually saw a post in a Facebook mm-hmm. group. It's, it was a woman's group um, about uh, being convicted. This woman was convicted uh, not wearing makeup at all ever. Wow. And, you know, that's a personal conviction. Yeah. And it, it looks differently for everybody. But right. that was for her. Mm-hmm a conviction of modesty mm-hmm. was you need to stop wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. Now there's other people who don't have that conviction. Yeah. And it, it cause there's no where in the Bible where it says, it's not, do a not sin. wear any wake- yeah. makeup. Like it's not a sin to wear makeup. Right. It's not a sin to wear t-shirts or jewelry or braid or, your hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a sin to do any of that, but uh-huh. it, it's different for everybody. So when we look at scripture, we see God giving us examples, mm-hmm. not rules about the way that we dress. It's all just to point to him. When we get too legalistic about stuff like this, mm-hmm. then it can cause us to compare ourselves to others yeah, and compare so ourselves to, you know, oh, why is she wearing mm-hmm. a, you know, a one piece without like a skirt? She should be wearing a skirt. Like, I can see her butt at the bathing suit. Or I can see her butt. (laughs) 
Like, yeah. Okay. But is that becoming like an area of pride? Is that, yeah. Is it like, oh, I'm better than, yeah, I'm better than her because (laughs) I'm more modest than her. Right. And that's not how this is intended to be. And you shouldn't be looking at other people like Mm -hmm. you've like conquered this modesty and you're just better at modesty than anybody else. It's not what this is intended. That's why there's no Mm -hmm. set rules of this is what you need to wear and this is what you need to do. Like this is pretty subjective but there's obviously a point where you know what's immodest and what's not right (laughs) like there's obvious and then there's like I don't know right (laughs) and when like yeah when you start comparing yourself then you're not dressing for God or you're not acting Mm -hmm. to point towards God you're you're trying to be better than somebody else and compare yourself um so just seek him in these situations and ask him or ask yourself like Mm -hmm. what is the wise choice for my situation like what does this outfit point to god does it point to myself Mm -hmm. and god doesn't want us to seek the rules for our answers he wants us to seek him he wants us to search his truth and wisdom for each situation and that's going to look differently for everybody right and that's with so many things like we have personal convictions like gab you don't drink at all. Mm-hmm. I will drink yeah. a glass of wine here and there. Right. That's personal convictions because it doesn't tell us in the Bible mm-hmm. we can't have a sip of alcohol. Yeah. But but there's a line like you can't get drunk though. Right. There is a line yeah, that yeah. you can't cross. But, you know, for certain people, it's mm-hmm. there's certain reasons. And, and certain people want to get so close to the line and that shouldn't be our hearts, you know. Right. So in terms of anything, you know, getting close to the line but if you have the holy spirit living in you like you were talking about that's what you should be seeking right um the holy spirit to guide you with his convictions in your heart to make those personal choices i mean we can get into there's going to be convictions on a number of things school choice or what the food you eat or exercise or whatever but um right yeah yeah and like Gab said, there is a clear, okay, that's very immodest. Yeah. And that isn't, like, if you look at somebody, you can clearly see, okay, that's not pointing to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that could be a stumbling block that, for yeah, others. Mm-hmm. That could be a stumbling block, and we'll get into that. Right. Um, but the purpose of modesty is holiness. So God created us to be holy, meaning we are to be set apart from everything that is opposite of his truth and we know as christians we will be set apart from the rest of the world and i feel like there is such a uh obviously going back to society you know being loud being bold being you know free the nipple whatever yeah like that Mm -hmm. is these huge movements and whatnot Mm -hmm. Uh, but we are to be set apart from all of that because we know that that's not what he wants and holiness is not achieved by being good or following all of these moral rules. It's achieved through seeking to be intimate with God. So the closer you get to God, the more convictions that you'll have. Again, Mm -hmm. your convictions will probably look different than everybody else's, but there is a clear Mm -hmm. line. Yeah. Cause two, two people can have different convictions, but still, walk in godliness right i mean that 
again, we could use that for a number of scenarios. So as long as you're following your convictions and walking in godliness and seeking the Holy Spirit, you know, you're going to be walking in his will. Yeah. And we know that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and they belong to God Mm -hmm. and not to ourselves. So we don't have the right to pollute and abuse God's property. Our bodies should be put to use glorifying God. Uh, in First Corinthians six nineteen through 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And yeah, so there's so many other verses. Don't be conformed to this world in Romans 12 too. And so everything you do, just ask yourself, is this glorifying God? And that is what modesty, Mm -hmm. that's how you can get your answers to, is this modest? Is this not? Is, does this glorify God? Am I pointing to myself or am I pointing to God? Mm -hmm. Modesty is not, these are the rules. You need to follow them. If you're not following them, then you're bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not what it is. That's a good point. And there's no clear cut. You can't, you shouldn't be criticizing other women because, yeah. you know, you think you're more modest than she is. Mm-hmm. Now we'll get into how to confront, how to someone. confront something yeah. and when you need to confront yeah. someone on that. But Gab, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah, we both like really dove into this and um, just wrote down, things that came to mind and for me I was trying to go back to even just where clothing is mentioned in the Bible um so I'll read a little bit from um Genesis 3 6 through 8 so this is after Adam and Eve ate from the tree that they weren't supposed to eat um, because God told them not to and they So it says, then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And so we see here that clothing came as a result of sin and the fall that took place there in the garden of Eden. And 1 Corinthians 12.23 talks about um, covering our unpresentable parts. And we'll talk more about that in, when we get into the clothing aspect. Um, but we're to cover those parts with greater modesty. And again, that came after the fall. Because prior to the fall, it was just Adam and Eve in the garden. They were married. Um, and there was no one else there. <laughs> so it... This, again, came as a result of the shame and the vulnerability that they both felt for disobeying God. And like you talked about with some of these movements, like it's not to say that we are to just have no shame and walk around naked and free whatever parts that we want to in front of anyone. We are supposed to cover up now because there is sin in the world. And because we lust after the flesh, or we covet, or we envy what is not ours, and these are sins, and we don't want to cause someone else to sin by how we're presenting ourselves, because looking with lust is adultery 
That is adultery committed in the heart, as Jesus states in Matthew 5, 28. And um, so we, our desire, like Brie talked about, towards holiness and glorifying God with our bodies. Adam and Eve did this in the Garden of Eden when they were naked and unashamed, which is just such a beautiful verse. I just like right. think about that. I mean, my wedding night and things like that and, and just... I don't know, the sin that I used to partake in and then how God redeemed my love story when I met my husband, a godly man. And they were in the covenant of marriage. And to this to this day, we are not to be ashamed, but we can glorify God with our bodies while naked and alone with our spouses. Um, but Adam and Eve needed a covering after they sinned and they allowed sin to enter into the world and this was made evident not just because of the fig leaves and loincloths which they had sewn together, but because of what God had done after the fact. So not only did they know to cover themselves, but God knew they needed a covering. And I just think that's so cool. So I just wanted yeah. to talk about like the theology about that. And um, so he told them about the curse that would fall upon them and, and that they were to be kicked out of the garden of eden and the consequences for their sins we won't get into the whole chapter <laughs> but um genesis three twenty one says this and the lord god made for adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them so this was the first physical death recorded in genesis and it was a sacrifice because before the fall there was no death they were vegetarians they were Living in the Garden of Eden, there was no death. But we knew that God said that death would enter if they ate of the fruit that they were forbidden to eat. And so an animal was killed as a result and skinned. And this can be like a minor detail that you gloss over, but it was beautiful because this was a covering for Adam and Eve, and it's just a picture of the gospel and how Jesus laid down his life for his children to be a covering for their sins, past, present, and future, to present his own people who have placed their faith and trust in Christ as blameless and acceptable in the sight of God the Father. So Christ died in our place to grant us righteous robes of righteousness. And um, so I pulled from uh, Revelation 7, 13 through 14. It says, then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Such a beautiful picture. So because of the blood of Christ, who is the Lamb of God, the sacrifice that was acceptable to God the Father, because of his death on the cross, we can wear righteous robes that are white and spotless. And he takes away, you know, the scarlet stains that we once lived in. And we can be white as snow, as one of those songs goes. And um, until we gain those robes in our glorified bodies, if that's what we're going to wear in heaven, I'm not sure. <laughs> but... Um, until that day, our exhortation today is to let 
us present ourselves righteous, holy, and set apart while we walk here on earth. Yes. That's our desire. So that's just our little introduction into modesty. Like I said, next, uh, next episode we'll get into more deeper into modesty in regards to the way that we dress and then uh, our speech and our behavior, just kind of how we present ourselves and how modesty also applies to that. And Mm -hmm. this isn't just for what, I mean, obviously we're only talking to women, but modesty also Mm -hmm. applies to men as well. Right. And they also need to be modest in the way that they dress and the way that they act. Present themselves. And present themselves, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I guess stay tuned for the next. Uh, We're going to get deeper into this Mm -hmm. and hopefully give you some practical ways and examples of modesty and immodesty and how to confront someone who is living immodest mm-hmm. uh, and how you can do that in a gentle way. And how we've both grown in sanctification yeah, and continue to desire growth in this area ourselves. We're absolutely. Not, not coming here saying that we've arrived or anything like oh, that. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> There's definitely a lot that I need to work on with this. and yeah. But I have come a long way with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Yeah, it's a lot. We're going to get into, you know, maybe things that you haven't thought about when it comes to modesty. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times we just think it's, oh, cover up your bodies. But it's a lot more than just covering up your bodies. Yeah. So. The heart behind it. <laughs> yeah, it is the heart behind it that is yeah. the humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll pray. Uh, share this episode and stay tuned for the next one yeah dear heavenly father uh, we we just thank you for this podcast and for all of our listeners and for those who are uh, new into their faith and struggling with with modesty Mm -hmm. that you will help guide them on how to navigate this and their convictions and Mm -hmm. that Uh, those who do not feel convicted in this area and do not see the way uh, you want us to see modesty, that you will uh, open up their hearts, soften their hearts and Mm -hmm. open up their eyes to uh, what this is and help guide them and lead them to a more modest life uh, so that they can glorify you with their bodies and, uh, yeah. And we just uh, help pray that you grow this podcast so that more women can mm-hmm. uh, hear this. And for all of our listeners, uh, that you you help guide them closer to you, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.